If you've ever dreamed of being a thought leader, like I have, you've probably asked yourself, why do some people become leading voices in their field when others who are just as talented or knowledgeable or creative have to constantly work to get noticed? You might be thinking, come on, what's the secret sauce? Tell me. And while I believe there are definitely many qualities and factors that you can hone that lead to thought leadership, something I've learned after years of interviewing leading voices in entertainment, in business and in sport is that it all starts with the same thing. And it's something you can start doing right now, today. Welcome to episode 30 of the content download, How to Think Like a Thought Leader. On the inside, really you're a change maker, a trailblazer, a dream chaser, sometimes a bit of a troublemaker, because it's hard to shine your light when you're stuck inside a box. You're a spiritually curious, creative thinker who only wants to do meaningful work that's going to have a positive impact on the world. It's time to find your voice and stop hiding your light. Showing up online, creating powerful content, and living out your purpose as a thought leader can feel intimidating, but it doesn't have to be scary, and you don't have to do it alone. I'm on a mission to help you create content with a heartbeat, to find your voice so you can start consciously communicating your soul work and send it out into the world with impact. Because if you can dream it, It is meant for you. In fact, it's already done. I'm Kate Butler-Ross, and this is the Content Download. So perhaps like me, you've always had this deep desire and calling to communicate a message and be a leader, a thought leader, even with what I'm about to share with you in this episode, some of which is quite embarrassing. Um, Admitting that out loud feels a little bit awkward for me. But I'm telling you this because I know there will be those of you out there who do feel the same. You secretly want to go Oprah with your message. You want to lead a community of raving fans. You want to write best-selling books. You want to be known for what you do and be invited on podcasts and on the television and be interviewed about your ideas and stories and worldview because you know that if you did that, you would reach more people and you would have a bigger impact. And so why shouldn't you be a thought leader? If someone can do it, why can't you do it? That's a question I've often asked myself because, you know, I have had this longing to do this and and kind of be influential in this way long before I even knew if, you know, what a message was or, you know, what I needed to share or what I was here to share. I can't tell you how many years I have spoken out whole role plays of people interviewing me about my soul work. I used to do it in my bedroom in front of the mirror with my door shut when I lived at home with my parents as a kid. Usually it was, you know, being interviewed about my latest role as an actress on stage or something. These days I still do it and I'm nearly 40. So it's quite embarrassing to admit that. And I mainly do it when I'm driving alone in the car, which is the only time I'm likely not to be caught by my kids and my husband. And what I tend to do is I, I act out what I'd say if, say, someone like Jenna Kutcher had me on her show. So for years, I've had this desire to be a thought leader, to share my ideas, my knowledge, my wisdom, and to inspire. Um, but I certainly felt for a long time that thought leadership was something that happened to other people, not me, because I felt that to be successful and to be liked I also had to be humble, I had to earn my stripes, and I had to wait for permission for someone to tell me I was ready, that I was worthy, 
but um, no one actually came, which was really disappointing because I'm kind of getting on a bit and I was ready to get started. And so I began to think about the many very successful people I'd met and interviewed back in my journalism days and people who were already leading voices. And I wondered, what did they actually all have in common? And yes, they were all remarkable in their different ways, but there was something else. I'm talking about people like Mary Berry, the Bake Off judge who cooked me lunch at her house, and Joe Malone, who I made a candle with in her custom design studio, and Ruby Wax, who chatted to me about mindfulness and mental health over afternoon tea, and Karen Brady, who bought me a steak dinner, and Ray Mears, who sat and chatted with me in a Sussex woodland, and Barbara Windsor, who I drank Prosecco with on a Friday afternoon in the Soho Hotel. And yes, they were all remarkable. Which was why, by the way, I was always absolutely terrified before a celebrity interview. I'd have tummy ache. I'd think, oh my goodness, why do I do this job? Why do I put myself through this stress? But almost without exception, I came away realizing they weren't actually that different from me. They were, in fact, ordinary. I mean, extraordinary what they did in many cases, but ordinary in every other way which is so often the case, isn't it? You know, we're excellent at what we do. We're superstars when it comes to our thing, our kind of profession, our expertise. But everywhere else, we're only human. And we do things like forget to change the online order before 11pm and end up with a weekly food shop of three packs of nappies and a bottle of Pinot Blush, which absolutely did not happen to me recently. Anyway, and I began to look at those leaders in the online world who I looked up to and admired and wanted to be like and who I wanted to lead like. And I realized something pretty ground shattering. And that's what I'm going to share with you right now. That, you know, just like these celebrities that I met during my years as a journalist, yes, they were extraordinary. But in every other way, These are ordinary people. And the only difference between you and that person who is where you want to be, speaking on those stages, inside those groups, leading that following, writing those books, is not that they are more clever than you. They are not more likable than you. It's not that they have better ideas than you. It's not that they've been luckier than you have. It's not that they're better writers than you or that they've worked harder than you have. Very often, the only difference between you and them is this. They decided. They chose to be a leader now. They didn't wait for a permission slip or until some self-imposed time frame was up. They decided. And here's a really important part. Once they decided, they took the action. The leader they knew they were would take. They wrote and published their own books. They pitched themselves to the media and to the podcast. They shared their ideas and stories with their audience without waiting to be asked and trusted that while some people wouldn't give them one blind bit of notice and others would like not like them for it, <laughs> there would be others, the only ones who mattered, who would love them for it. So if this is resonating with you, if you know that you're playing small that you were meant for bigger things that you're currently letting yourself have now. And I always think, you know, a sign of this is if you can dream it, it's meant for you. I want you to take this episode as your permission. And remember, whoever you look up to, whoever you wish to be like, didn't wait to be invited. 
they stepped up. They decided, even though it was scary and they felt like an imposter or didn't really feel ready and still felt like that little girl, you know, looking in the mirror in her bedroom in her family home, pretending she was being interviewed by Andy Crane and Ed the Duck on CBBC in the broom cupboard. You know, they decided, despite all that, and they took action. And it is that combination of things. And, you know, it's maybe not a single process you know you don't just decide today and take action today and then let it fall off tomorrow you know I think you probably have to wake up and decide every day and then take that action every single day and keep on doing it until it becomes second nature and it feels like this habit and then before you know it you're not having to decide to be that person you're not having to decide to take that action because you just do it naturally so that's it That's how to think like a thought leader. That is the thing that all of them do. Step one, they decide. They don't wait for somebody else to give them permission. And step two, they take action. And if you don't know what action to take, ask yourself, if I was already that thought leader, which I am, what would I do next? And whatever the answer is, that's exactly what you should do. You've been listening to the content download with me, Kate Butler-Ross. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and leave us a little review. I appreciate every single one. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope this has given you some inspiration and I hope this has given you, if you need it, permission to decide, to decide to be that leader. Thank you so much for listening. Now go off and lead.